When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the official Caps Shirt Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello. Caps fans, we've got another incredible episode, as always, this Monday. We're going to be talking about league news, uh, you know, giving you a little lay of the land around the NHL. And, of course, we'll be talking about the absolute fucking heater that the Washington Capitals are on. Paulie, I think we should just pop some tabs and get right into it. What do you think? I agree. One, two, three. All right. Well, let's just start out with some league news and some general news. Uh there was an arrest made in the UK for manslaughter. They're not releasing the person's name of who they arrested. Um, but there was arrest for manslaughter for the death of Adam Johnson. But he, the perpetrator, or the arrestee, I guess, not the perpetrator, the accused is out on bail. Um, Smart Money says that it's Petgrave, the guy who accidentally killed him um, on the ice. So I'm not exactly sure what's going to go down with this. But, I mean, Polly, have you heard anything about this? Uh, I mean, all I've heard is that there was an arrest. I mean, honestly, I didn't even – I just heard people talking about it, and I didn't realize they didn't release his name. I mean, I think it's – I mean, who else could it be? Right. Yeah. I mean, unless something crazy gets uncovered, like there is some sort of conspiracy to, to for hurting somebody like that, uh, which that would be – wild um you know i i just i think that and 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 it wasn't for murder it was for manslaughter yeah i mean they're definitely i think man if if anything you could only argue manslaughter because murder has to be like premeditated right you know 
I, I think it'd, it'd be really hard to prove that he planned to kill him in that moment. Well, in the United States, first degree murder is premeditated and second degree murder would, would classify under things like uh, murders of passion, you know, fighting someone and killing them <clears throat> on accident or, well, you know, could be second degree murder. Yeah. Well, that makes sense there. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think manslaughter seems like what, you know, fits the bill here. Yeah. So I don't know what the, the what they're going to do there. Um, if you look at the video, it's 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 pretty. I mean, the thing is that all the evidence is there. Like it, it, it was televised. People saw it live. There were a ton of witnesses to this whole thing. Like um, I, I don't know where what the point is and what they're going for here. But maybe it's just a protocol in the UK. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I, I, I don't know how to how to feel about the punishment side of things. Um, I, I guess I just, am, I'm not even really thinking about the perpetrator. I'm, I'm just still, you know, feeling terrible for, for Adam and his family and his teammates. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. So, um, you know, and I don't, I don't know. Again, I'm not, it would be different if this happened in the NHL. Uh, thank you know, thankfully it didn't. Um, but I would know a little bit more, I think, you know, about the history of the player and things like that. I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, <clears throat> I, 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 you know, I just don't know. Like if the player had a history or whatever, if they had history together, I mean, it just seems like a, a weird prolonging of the event, but again, maybe they'll uncover something that we don't know. And that's probably just why they're doing it. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. Yep. Um, the Kent UK Invicta Dynamos, though, did decide that their players will wear neck protection in games and practice. Uh, the English Ice Hockey Association will be mandating neck protections in 2024. So they're a little ahead of the game, but it's already been said that next year everybody's wearing a neck guard in the UK. I bought one, and I'm, I, I wore it. Um, we had a beer league game last Sunday, and uh, I plan to wear it. Every time I'm on the ice now. Well, every time I'm playing hockey on the ice. Right. What, um, which one did you buy? Uh, you know, I just, I got one, um, off the rack. It was a CCM and it's, um, it's more of like, um, I, I wouldn't say swishy pants, but it's, it's not cloth. You know, it's like, a um, it's fabric, but it's it, it feels tougher than just like the cloth ones. Gotcha. And then I was and on it Twitter. honestly didn't didn't bother me at all. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, didn't you have to wear one in youth when you were a kid? Yeah. So I mean, I, I haven't worn one for the last 13 years, but the 15 years of hockey prior to that, I did. Right. Um. <clears throat> so you know, I mean, my kid wears one for sure. Um, I don't, but maybe I should, I, I think, um, I mean, I think it's good that they're putting it out and I saw that, uh, and Twitter, you know, it was a picture of a youth player who had stitches on his neck and they were saying that like the, the neck guard saved him. Now, I don't know, it's Twitter, so who knows if it's actually a real thing, but, um, there's a reason that many organizations mandate a neck guard for kids. 
Yeah. You know, I actually, I was talking to someone recently because I was saying, I don't know how much cloth will help, blah, 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 blah. And then I went into this story about how one time um, I went down with someone and their skate got the inside of my leg and it hurt like a bitch and left a red mark, but it didn't even cut my sock, let alone my skin. And then I was like, well, I guess that answers my question. Having cloth is better than nothing. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh, I, I think that anything that you can do to make the game safer is always a good thing. So, you know, uh, and, and honestly, like people who anybody who would bitch about like it's uncomfortable, like whatever, like I think those are a little overblown. Those gripes, if you will. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Like, it's not like it's a, like, sling that you're putting your arm in or something crazy, you know? It's not... Yeah. It's just a, you know, piece of cloth around your... It's like wearing a turtleneck. Like, chill out. Yeah, you're not wearing a corset here. You're wearing a piece of protective equipment. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I'm down for it. If the NHL does it, I think it'll be fine. I think guys will just fall in line there. It's really not a big deal. Um, and, you know, we'll see what, what actually happens, and we'll let you know when it does. But uh, moving on, Evgeny Malkin, apparently, again, this is another Twitter thing that I half-assedly researched. It could be totally fake. But, you know, it's, it's said or reported and rumored that Malkin owes the Russian government over half a million Russian rubles, uh, which equates to a whopping $6,500 USD, $6,500 American. Um, But I think that we should look further into this. And ultimately, it shows that Evgeny Malkin is really just of poor character. He doesn't pay his taxes and ultimately is a piece of shit because of this. Yeah, you know what? I, I guess you hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know what, dude? I couldn't pass up like a fucking, you know, anything to smear a penguin. I really just can't pass it up. So fuck them. <laughs> uh, it is a Capitals podcast. There's there's room for that here. That's true. And I mean, $6,500, dude, if Genie Malkin probably pisses that in the morning. Yeah, seriously. It's nothing. I'm sure he'll square up like, if he if he owns if he owes it. He's going to have someone else write a check from one of his many bank accounts. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's like one that he doesn't even know exists. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, Some pretty disturbing news out of Boston. Milan Lucic arrested for domestic abuse. Uh, He recently this year signed a 1.5 million welcome home deal with Boston. Uh, he's been injured most of the season, though. Uh, been on IR, LTIR. Um, there's not many details of the abuse out there, just that he was, in fact, arrested. Um, and f- immediately following, the team announced that he would be taking an indefinite leave of absence from the team. So the money's guaranteed, I would think. Um, I don't know if there's many ways that you can breach that contract uh, when it comes to paying, but. Uh, 
and and of course he's still technically like on the roster, but taking well not on the active roster, but still part of the organization in that sense. Like they own, I would think that the Boston Bruins still own the rights. So I didn't read anything about like his contracts being dissolved or anything like that. So, um, but needless to say, like he's taking an indefinite leave of absence and, and going to figure this out. Um, that's sad. I mean, I, I that really sucks to see. Um, you know, obviously not cool to do that by any means. So hopefully he, you know, him and his family get the help that they need. And, uh, you know, if punishment is required or, or found to be necessary that he gets punished for what he did, you know, again, we'll let the courts decide that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, really the only, the only excuse for any kind of uh, violence, I would say, in the real world is self-defense. So um, <clears throat> this is, like you said, uh, at the very least, not cool. Uh, it's pretty, pretty terrible thing to do. So, you know, um, I hope that the victim is okay. And uh, I, I'm in no rush to see Lucic back on the ice. Right, right. So we'll figure it all out and let him, uh, you know, figure his shit out in that sense. So, yeah, not a not a great set of uh, news coming out this week. Um, but there is some highlights. The uh, the global series in Stockholm, Sweden, just happened this past weekend, um, or a continuation of it, and it featured the Wings, the Wild, the Sins, and the Leafs. Four games played in the Avicii, I'm guessing is how that's uh, pronounced, in Stockholm. So obviously, Sweden is not any stranger to the sport of hockey. They're, I believe, still the third most represented team uh, nation outside of Canada and the United States in the NHL, um, as far as players go. So uh, definitely an interesting thing there. Uh, and I'm sure that it was a pretty electric environment, obviously, Everybody in the hockey world knows that the NHL is the pinnacle, and it, I'm sure as a hockey fan in Sweden, it's awesome to see. So, cool stuff there. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can kind of see when um, Premier League teams come play soccer in U.S. stadiums, the way fans get juiced for that. It's probably a, a similar feel. It's like, you know, we like our hometown, but these these guys are it. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Um some interesting things, uh, announcements from the league. Uh, I don't know if they just had the GM meeting or not. This would be about the time that they generally do. Um, but uh, Bettman came out and, you know, uh, basically was just a, a wet paper bag <laughs> with his announcements. But they did say that the NHL draft in, in upcoming years uh, may be work-from-home rules. So where the clubs don't actually have to show up to a singular location for the draft, um, they would kind of video in and make their picks remotely. And I would assume, you know, if you think about this from a business standpoint, it makes sense because each team could then host a party that they could then host uh, or they could then charge for admit admittance into. Um, so, you know, uh, I guess... NHL doing NHL things. Let's try to squeeze as much profit as we can out of these live events, baby. Yeah, I mean, that's their money maker, right? The live right. events. Yeah. So 
add another one to everybody's list that you could go to. And I mean, that would, I think that if you did it right, that would be a pretty sweet kind of party, you know? Um, the draft is obviously hugely important. And, uh, you know, instead of kind of following the format that everybody else does, all the other major sports, you know, videoing in, why not? Yeah, you know, Zoom here, Zoom there, Zoom at the NHL draft. <laughs> right, right. Uh, let's just hope that they can figure out the technology because they're all a bunch of old geriatric fucks. Yeah, I mean, this could be a really good opportunity to get some kind of big sponsor like Zoom or Microsoft Office or, um, you know, StreamYard or, uh, yeah. you know, any... Yeah, they, they could they could make money off of that too and probably you know get themselves a discount on whoever they use for the the service but are they that smart I don't know but if they do that <laughs> I will be confident that they took the idea from us of course yeah no doubt they always do I mean clearly there's head honchos at the NHL that listen to us and hang upon every word. Yeah, one of our five listeners is, uh, you know, someone who works for the works for Batman. Right, of course. Yeah, and he's always, and I'm sure he's Batman's idea man or idea boy, or could be could be an idea girl. You know, anyone, idea person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, but honestly, like I would go to a draft party. Like I think that's that, especially if it was like you know drinks and I don't know if it was a party you'd have to make it a party I feel like yeah I think there's definitely a lot of potential for it to be really cool yeah Um, moving on though he also did say Bettman that uh, you know he's not actively hunting for a expansion team you know whatever it may be he's not hunting for any of this stuff but of course, there's con- he, he did allude that there were constantly conversations about this thing, and but they're not actively looking to expand. Um, most of ec- the experts are saying that the NHL will likely expand again in five years because money is good. Um, that would essentially add a team to every division at the end of this phase of expansion, and that profit sharing is real. Yeah, I mean... I like the symmetry right now. Um, I think, you know, the MLB and NFL have 32 teams. It seems like a good number that works. I think it'd be weird to have. I mean, I guess we used to have an uneven number on each side of the conferences, but um, I don't know. I think, I think they'd have to break the divisions down into smaller groups instead of having eight and nine. They'd have to, I think they'd have to have four divisions uh, for each conference. I mean, it's definitely doable. Um, I don't think it'll dilute the talent because there's still plenty of talent that's that are Black Aces, AHL, KHL that can compete. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not worried about that part of it. I just hope – I hope it's a cool town and I hope it's uh, – I don't know. I guess I was going to say I hope they're competitive. But I don't know if I like that. I want them to. <laughs> yeah. I want them to eat shit for twenty five years, like the Columbus Blue Jackets in right, the Minnesota right. Wild. Yeah. Um, you know, and then 
I I mean, apparently there's exhibition games scheduled for next year with Quebec City and um, the Kings, but I would think Quebec City, they definitely want another team back there. I think that, uh, you know, Atlanta, Houston, these are all areas in which hockey's been thrown out as far as, you know, wanting a team. I think that that's a, you know, ultimately the, the best and we've talked about this before is that even with the quote unquote dilution of talent with these two new teams coming in, we look at it and it's like, dude, the, the, the reason the NHL will never fail is because the product's too fucking good. I mean, the, the sport is being played at higher levels every year. Um, the entertainment value is absolutely there. I just think that the product is really good for the NHL. And obviously I'm super biased, but at the same time, I don't think that you could say that that skill-wise and, and also entertainment-wise that the NHL has ever been better than it is today. No, I, I don't think you could. And I'm what I mean, and consistently good. You know, catching games night in and night out, it's exciting as hell. You could watch any game. You could turn on any game and be entertained if you're a hockey fan. Um the only thing that I could really liken it to would be back when, like, the Red Wings were playing the Avs, man. I mean, that was what I had thought at one point was the golden age of hockey. And <clears throat> I think that – but those were just two concentrated events amongst a long 80-game-plus season, right? So I I think the consistency and, and the quality uh, are have never been better for the NHL as far as the product goes, so – I want to see a team go to Milwaukee. Milwaukee? Wisconsin needs pro hockey. They've got a basketball team. Either Milwaukee or Green Bay. You know, they both both places house uh, professional teams. Right. I think I think it'd be cool to see a little more hockey up there on the lakes. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad for sure. Um, and we'll see. You know, it's it's – Money, money talks here in this situation, right? You have to have like an incredibly savvy investor who's who's willing to like put in the work and fucking bankroll this whole thing, which is millions upon millions of dollars, um, to to get it going. Uh, I I thought that it like you had to raise at least ten or fifteen million just to put a bid in, just to start the process. It's like fifteen mil or some shit. Chump change. I know. One day. One day. When Caps Chirp blows up, that'll be nothing for us, dude. We'll just start our, our own team. Yeah. Capitals 2.0. That'll <laughs> be their name. Right. Yeah. Um, also, okay, so a couple cool uh, – some really good news, which I think is that obviously the NHLers are back in the Olympics from this, um, and, and that's been kind of confirmed and we knew that. But the NHL is also trying to bring the World Cup back and it's back, so it's back on the table, and they hope that it'll start in February of 2025. Now, the World Cup of hockey is literally the NHL divided up by a country in which they hail from, right? So, yeah, it's still an NHL thing, and the NHL is trying to obviously own it because Bettman's a little, you know, he's just a good money maker in that sense. He's got good ideas to make lots of money, so he's going to be you know, trying to get this tournament together. It'll be the world cup. 
And like I said, they're hoping to start it 2025 in February, and then the NHL in the Winter Olympics the year after in 2026. And then after that, they'll stage it so every two years is either a World Cup or an Olympics, which the NHL is going to participate in if the players want to do it. Um, that is the, the Olympics. They would likely be forced to play the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, the the World Cup they did a couple years ago was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's cool, and I'm, I'm sure that the, the all of the players really want to represent their country, you know? So, I, I and, and ultimately, you know, trying to grow the game on a worldwide scale, this is a good step towards that, right? I mean, you know, you look at... It, countries like Germany who have some really good players, do they have enough to actually field a team of NHL players? I don't know. You know? Well, maybe maybe by the you know the second installment of this World Cup, you know, so Yeah. Eight years, seven or eight seven. years from now. Yeah. But either way it means more competitive hockey for fans to watch, uh, you know, the Olympics. So you're going to have a massive, important four-year tournament every two years that you can watch. Did they say the timing of it? Because last time the NHL did it, it was in, like, September. February. Okay. Of 2025. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Yeah. So it'll, it'll just be, yeah, it'll be in the same place as the Olympics. Right, exactly. The same time. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. exactly right. Um, something interesting, Capstans, that you may want to know about. Patrick Line has been a healthy scratch. He has three points in nine games, which is apparently not good enough after sustaining a cut concussion early in the season. Um, you know, the Washington Capitals have just freed up quite a bit of cap space. I don't know. I mean, you know. I would go after Patrick Laine. You know he's only like 25 years old. Yeah. You That's... you did mention that. But yeah. all I'd have to say is I don't want Laine and Ovechkin on the same line. No. That would never work, I don't think. I don't think. No. That's too much firepower and too many guys that won't go get the puck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they just want fed it. Um but maybe what about a power play? Well, that's how I was thinking. <clears throat> you know, Obi sits out there for the entire power play. You know, you put line A in that. If, if he can quarterback, you've got Carlson quarterbacking the top line. And then line A is that second shot option on the second line. You know, it's either are you worrying about line A firing the puck or him dishing it to Obi? That's a pretty tough choice. Right, but then we'd have a five forward power play. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Let's go. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, so I don't know. Who knows? Um, you know, there's there's a lot. Columbus, man, where it's just they just can't get a break here apparently. But um, you know, I'm happy to to profit off of that. Now they are a division opponent, so. That trade would have to, that would require a lot of doing, I think, to get that deal done. But, you know, uh, it's worth kicking the tires, you know. Um, and we talked about Huberdeau uh, out in Calgary, who's kind of 
getting shit on by his coach. So uh, who knows? Anything could happen, and the Washington Capitals suddenly have a decent amount of cap space to work with. Yeah, we'll just sit back and uh, hope for something really cool to happen. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's not like some. Hopefully, it's not someone like you know Patrick Kane. Well, I mean, he would be effective. Would he, though? He just had hip resurfacing in, uh, surgery, so he's actually here in the injuries list. He's a, you know, a, a, so many teams are sniffing around Patrick Kane. You know, the Avs, the Lightning, the Canes, the Panthers, the Leafs, the Sabres, the Wings, the Stars, and then, of course, he could run it back with the Rangers um, as their top contenders. And, I mean, obviously, the Rangers, I think, at least at this stage in the season, are in win-now mode. Um, they've executed a damn near perfect rebuild, which had one wrench, a very large wrench thrown into it after Tom Wilson destroyed the team. And they came out with that statement of, you know, horrifying acts of violence. Um, you know, that definitely, I think, messed up the rebuild a little bit. But obviously, I think that the the Rangers would welcome a Patrick Kane in any capacity. And apparently every other team in the in the league would also do that, it seems. Um, but he did have hip resurfacing surgery, just like Backstrom. Uh, we'll see how it works out. Um, or at least that's what I've read. I don't know if it was there were minor differences, but obviously this is a make-it-or-break-it type situation for Kane and see if he can actually come back and be a contributing member of another team uh, and still play to that elite level. But either way, he's it's looking like he's absolutely going to get that chance yeah, that'll be some interesting hockey drama to pay attention to. Yeah, no doubt. Um, another injury is Barkov out day-to-day with a knee injury. It's just a day-to-day, so we'll likely see him back in the lineup within a few games, but, uh, you know, something to keep your eye on. I have grown to hate the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I hate them, but it's fun to beat them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I think maybe it's just because, you know, they used to be the whipping boys of, of the old Southeast Division. You know, they were always bottom feeder there, and we owned them for a while. And now it's just like they come in and they beat us. And then obviously the playoff loss to them was shitty and heartbreaking. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I just don't – I also just don't like their – they're just them. When we play against them, I just, I, just, I don't know, just gives me the ick as millennials, or I mean, as Gen Z says. Yeah, there you go. Appealing yeah. to the younger crowd. Yep, there we go. <laughs> All right, Captions, we do have to pay the bills, though. With DraftKings Sportsbook, one of our best and longest-running sponsors, bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Lots of, you can do parlays, you can do all sorts of things in this app. You can uh, obviously wager on, on players, wager on games. There's a ton of awesome bets that you can do, and we would like you to do that using code THPN. So download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bets, in bonus bets, for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 
168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. And we also need to tell you about Raycon. Um doing big moves, expanding the product lines. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. Raycon first made their name in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32 hour battery life and perfect in air fit for all day wear and lasting comfort and this past year they expanded their business into the introduction <clears throat> with the introduction of raycon home and raycon power tech the five star reviewed magic 180 cable allows you to charge ios micro usb and type c devices eight times faster with 100 watt power delivery their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everything, everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off store-wide, site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Do it. Thank us later. Thank us later. All right. Washington Capitals. Let's talk about the Washington Capitals in this week's Washington Wraparound. All right. So a little bit of injury news. Mantha, who saw, who got hit in the head with a puck uh, right in the ear, suffered a ruptured eardrum. Uh, apparently he was having some some uh, balance issues that, that come with that. You know, I, th- I don't think people realize that, like, if you mess up your ear, it can really mess up your whole body. Um, but he did return this week, I believe. So he was in the lineup uh, in Columbus. Is that right, Paulie? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, and you know, it sucks because he got hit in the ear after scoring two goals in that game. Uh, and, you know, I was, like, pumped because he's starting to put the puck in the back of the net like we know he can. So... I was really kind of hoping that he'd figure it out and then just gets blasted in the face of the puck, gets carted off, like, not good. A little Hershey news. Oh, go ahead. Oh, and I'll just say, yeah, that, that, was, that was tough. Yeah. A little bit of news from Hershey. Ivan Marishnichenko was healthy scratched. Um, 
in a game this weekend. I think it was, uh, you know, I, I the reasoning is for his play away from the puck. Uh, he's been lighting it up. He's been scoring some goals, which is good. But I think that coach needed to knock him down a peg, I guess. Um, and, you know, work on his development as a two-way player. Um, you know, I think that I don't know. You know, when I when I hear that, it's kind of like, what the hell's coach doing? But he did it with Hendricks Lapierre. He's done it uh, a while, a couple times. And, and you know, his uh, reasoning is that, you know, he needs to see the game from the press box and, and see where, you know, he can improve. Uh, I like the kid. I think that he's going places. But obviously, being a, de- a defensive liability is a no-go in the NHL. So, unless you're scoring 60 goals a game a year. Yeah. Which I would love for that to happen, but there's maybe a handful of guys in the past 10 years who can do that on a night in, season in, season out basis. Right, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're going to play that way, you better put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. You know, I mean, and we've seen it time and time again, Verona, Sprong. Those are players that, you know, Spronger's been doing well. I think he's in, what, Anaheim now? Um, or is he with the Kraken? No, I think he's in Kraken. Seattle. Yeah, he's in no, Seattle. No, no, he's in Detroit. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. The dudes had to jump around all these teams, and and it, it you know, you've got to be responsible away from the puck as well if you're going to last in the NHL. Or you're going to have to put in ridiculous offensive numbers, which is super hard. It's even harder than being defensively responsible, I would I would say. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the games. On the 14th, we played uh, Las Vegas at home. And that was just an absolute stomping sesh for the Washington Capitals. We killed them. 3-0 shutout. Charlie Lindgren... Getting some more starts as, as Kemper's kind of been on the mend with some nagging injury troubles. Um, I love to see it. Last year, I felt like Lindgren was really close to several shutouts, and the cat, the team in front of him blew it. Um, so good to see him get one early. I think that he has been outstanding in his starts, um, though. And and I think a lot of people were saying, you know, I. Is there, you know, is, is Charlie Lindgren like, you know, the new number one? Is he, you know, is he a starter? Let's trade Darcy Kemper. Let's, you know, people are clearly overreacting a, a tad bit on um, on Lindgren. But because I was also feeling a little froggy, I am going to introduce a new mini segment called The Troll Poll, which I put out. The Troll Poll, Poll, Poll. <laughs> <laughs> that I put out on Twitter from the Caps Chirp pod, uh, podcast Twitter at Caps Chirp, and it stated Charlie Lindgren has been very good in his limited starts. May have just played the best game of his NHL career. Is he a number one in the NHL? 124 people voted, or 124 accounts voted, and 78% said yes. 22% said no. So. Pretty landslide victory there. I also promised that I would read all of the comments if they left one. And 14 people did leave comments. So here it comes. You're taking a ride on the troll poll. Uh, 
Mick, Mick Nestovich, Nestovich at Mick Sticks. I mean, he should start Saturday at the very least, and he did. Um, Sam Howell season at SZN season underscore Howell. Easily, but I think we signed Kemper to a big contract. We're going to keep trying to make it work. I would agree with that. Um, I also agree with Mick. Michaela Francis at Holt Beast, uh, at Holt Beast Mode 70, 100%, and he really needs to be the top of the line. Wait, sorry. 100%, and he really needs to be the top of the line and starter, hands down, exclamation point. So Michaela's high on Lindgren here. Uh, Kayla at Kayla Mutri said, I am so fucking tired. Okay, good one, Kayla. <laughs> DeQuavis at DeQuavis24. I've been saying it since he got here. Trade Darcy, call Shep up, let Chuck get the blunt of the starts. McCain, McCain Vogel. Per, positionally, he is very sound. Also, being a right-handed catcher is rare in the NHL at the moment, and players have admitted before that it is more difficult. Requires slash requires a different approach to score against opposite-handed goalies. Um, opposite-handed goalies. I mean, he's a southpaw, right? So he's a he's a lefty. Um, uh, and when I say lefty, he's actually a right-handed player, a right-handed stick holder, um, but. Catches with the right. Um, Scott at Scott Bernsey. I don't think so, but he's going to get a shot with Darcy Hurt. Bruce Jerkovac. Bryce Jerkovac, sorry. At Jerky88. Roll Darcy and Charlie as a 1A, 1B tandem. ZD Caps. I think there's only 10 or so true number ones in the league, but he's more than good enough for 40 to 45 starts. Maybe, or it's Bean at Bean's Eye View. Maybe a 1A, 1B run to see. Well enough to get more looks. Certainly the rebound he needed after injury. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with it. Coming off this injury, he's looking good. State of Hoppy at State of Hoppy, 1B. Uh, Tatus Morozik, excellent backup. But being a great backup is different from being a great starter. Kemper Lindgren is a cup-winning duo. If the team can stay healthy this year, those are that's a that's a pretty hot take. Um, and then love Caps King, it. what's that? Love to hear it. Yeah, love to hear it. Caps King, Chuck and Shep Daddy is a tandem that I think can keep us competitive while uh, while Ov chases the record. That's two birds, one stone. Kemper. While looking amazing every now and then, has got to be the most inconsistent goalie I've ever seen. And I watched VTech as a capital laughing emoji face. So the consistency is nobody really wants to put their nuts on the line except for Michaela there that says, you know, let's make him number one starter. Like, that's it. And I'm going to have to agree. I don't know if Charlie Ingren is a number one. Last year, we thought it. You know, he, he showed a really great... Um, you know, string of games, but then as the Washington Capitals deteriorated post-trade deadline, so did the goaltending. Um, you know, started off pretty good with the Kemper-Lingren tandem. Uh, one thing I will say is the Washington Capitals goalie scouting department is, you know, fucking awesome and has been almost since the Cole Zagara. Uh, we don't, and we, and we get them on good deals too, man. So the culture is there for goalies to be, you know, in a good spot here with DC 
So what I'm taking away from it is that, of course, it's obviously it's going to be a 1A, 1B situation. Kemper is on his way back. Um, he's likely good to go. So he'll start getting some more. Um, I think that it's probably going to be, like like everybody's saying, a 1A, 1B. I think gone are the days uh, where Broder's playing like 70 games, you know? I really don't think that that's, that's a thing anymore. I will say, though, I like Lindgren's style better. I like how exciting he is to watch. Um, but he's a, he's a young goalie. Um, his NHL career, at least, is young. And eventually, there's going to be a book out on him, right? People are going to know, you know, where is he soft? Where, what, what do we have to do to beat him? That's just the nature of, of most young hot goalies. They come in. This is what happened to Darcy Kemper. You know, he was super positionally sound. He's a giant. Um, Got to get him to move side to side to to get the pucks in. And I kind of think that because Darcy's so big, he gives up on some pucks that maybe he shouldn't. Um, also, rebound control is probably his, his biggest uh, knock, too. Whereas Lindgren has been vacuuming up most loose pucks. It's been it's been pretty good to see. So, I don't know, Paulie. What's your take? Should we trade Darcy Kemper? I mean, honestly, that's not a terrible idea, um, especially with this open cap or like the recently opened cap situation. Um, might be able to get. Yeah, he might be good for um, getting someone that's a solid return. But I think the Caps can stay very competitive and make the playoffs with Charlie and Darcy splitting 50-50-60-40. Yeah, I agree too. And you bring up a good point on on the trade uh, market. Who do the Washington Capitals have that they can trade away that won't implode the team right now? And I think that the only one that they really have is Darcy Kemper. He's making over five a year. He's making good money. But for teams who are desperate, like Edmonton, Toronto, any Canadian team, you know, who really need somebody, I think that they'd be willing to to make some moves for Darcy Kemper. I mean, I would take a – I'd take a straight-up Kemper for Nugent Hopkins. Yeah? Okay. Well, there it is. I think that that might be, you know, something to entertain as well. And I mean, you know, if a line A deal happens, line A for a Kemper plus a pick. Columbus would love to have a Kemper in that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really think that he and, and, you know, we could talk about packaging some of our young guys, but I don't think that they don't have the, the weight leverage, like the, the trade leverage that a Kemper would have, right? They're not proven in the NHL for more than a season or so. We'd be leveraging the future uh, and, and signing away the farm. And honestly, I just don't think people like, we won't even get a first round pick in return for a Connor McMichael, uh, you know, a LaPierre, you know, we'd have to really package a bunch of prospects together to get a solid return on, what would likely be a veteran level, maybe like a Dylan Strom type player. Yeah. Whereas you throw Kemper, you throw a goaltender into the mix, who's a who's I think a clear number one in you know most teams um, would be a starter or at least be given the opportunity to start. 
Um, I, I think that that's probably the biggest the biggest uh, leverage that the Washington Capitals have. So I could go both ways here. The but it is a huge risk. So think about this: we at one time had two young goaltenders, two new to the NHL goaltenders in Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek. How'd that fucking work out for us? Uh, yeah. Got rid of them. Right. Not fucking well. We literally let Simeon Varlo, or I mean, we literally let Samsonov walk off into the sunset. That's a first round pick. That's a number one, right? We just let him go. Didn't, didn't even get anything in return for him. Just, he just got the contract lapsed and he got bought by Toronto. So, and he's not doing well there either. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, but it, it, it goes to show you the, the value of goaltenders in this league, especially ones that are locked into a decent deal and nothing that's going to break your back. No, no carry price or Sergei Bobrovsky numbers here. It's 5 million. You know, is that, if, if that's going to win you 20 games, then fuck yeah, you make that deal every day, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, back to the Las Vegas game. Uh, very dramatic, I would say, is how I would uh, how I would describe this. Uh, in the first 30 seconds, the refs absolutely shit on us on a missed high stick call on Ovi. Um, it was definitely a high stick and just a terrible missed call. Um, Vegas did Vegas stuff. I mean, they're a high-powered offense. They put pucks on net, and Lindgren stood tall. And then eventually, Stromer, right after a power play elapses, uh, after our power play, you know, gets evened up, he just absolutely snipes one from like no man's land. Did yeah, you see that, that was pretty. I'm, I, when Strom's got the puck on his stick, it it makes me tingle, dude. I told I, I, I told the Rangers Ed podcast that like who would be a high value fantasy guy that you could throw in that people are sleeping on. I think Dylan Strom was that guy in the beginning of the season before we played even a single game. I think that he is going to have a career best year this year. Um, And I don't think that unless he scores like 60 goals, I really don't think the top is in even this year for Dylan Strom. I think next year he'll be even better as well. So, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this, this dude can like open up like 80, 90 points a season. I would love to see that. I think the sky's the limit for him. Uh, love his love his work ethic. Love that he's young and and hungry. So that's good. In the second though, the Caps did bend but did not break. I would say Kuzi was hitting the head and Vegas kills a five minute major uh, penalty is is Cotter hit him uh, pretty high. Uh, then randomly McElrath absolutely levels. I don't even remember who it was. He levels him and then just immediately drops the drops his stick and starts punching like going after Colasar. In the ensuing Tilly, McElrath lands just a straight right right into the side of Colasar's head, and at that point, Colasar just decided he didn't want to fight anymore and turtled, and it was over. Um, you know, Lindgren continued to hang on in the third. The Caps were hanging on, reeling most of the game. I, he ended up getting the shutout, though, um, and I think that the team in front of him was doing the best that they could to ensure that. Uh, in the last few minutes, they pulled the goalie, and Ovi biffed a chance <laughs> on net uh, for the empty netter. He just fell down, caught an edge. Uh, but no worries, as McMichael ends up getting the empty netter, which is great. Uh, then, to top it off, you know, Beck 
two turntables and a microphone was there, uh, was where it's at <laughs> by finishing a breakaway after Thompson returned to the net 15 seconds later. All around, I thought it was great team play. The real MVP was Lindgren here. Um, you know, I think uh, just overall solid game. I think the Caps showed that they can play defensively. They can play in close games. They can hang on to a one-goal lead. And then at the end, absolutely put the women and children to bed. So, I don't know. And then the fight, I mean, just a ton of shit happened in this game. It was all good. Yeah. I mean, it's always great to beat Vegas too, right? And um, shutouts feel good. The only thing that was missing was an OV goal. But it's uh, it's good to see. Good to see the Caps do this. Yeah, against a, a very good Vegas team. I mean, that's a playoff team. I, I don't think anybody's counting them out of a playoff uh, appearance this year. And they are the defending Stanley Cup fucking champions. You know, they were handed everything, gifted everything, you know. All of the all of the the tropes that are absolutely true, but they did it. They ended up doing it last year, and you know I think it was a good statement game to shut them out. Absolutely, feels good. Yeah, and how about McElrath with just the straight right? Yeah, man, that's. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that because that was fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if McGrath is an actual bona fide NHLer. He's an older guy. He's been a career AHLer, um, but you know, getting in there and mixing it up, I feel like a guy like that—that that was his goal. He's like, I'm gonna fight someone. I'm gonna get on, you know, I'm gonna get on, you know, emblaze my name into the history books there, and get a fight on the books in the records. Um, and you know, Kolasar is no slouch. He's not a. He's not a tiny yeah. guy. He's big, and he fights too. So it's not like he picked somebody uh, who was just somewhat easy to beat up on. And the way that he did it, just the big hit, and then just immediately saw that Kolasar was there and just didn't even wait for Kolasar to like do anything, say anything to him, just right into it. Started face-washing as soon as he threw the hit. It was You knew Makareth wanted that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what happened on the 18th? I didn't get to uh, didn't get to watch because I was uh, watching friend of the podcast Van Gloomer on the south side of Pittsburgh. So that was a uh, you know other than having to be in Pittsburgh, it was a pretty good show. Yeah, yeah, I bet. You know, I uh, I didn't go because we had my family Thanksgiving for for my side, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was able to to catch most of the game, uh, or at least a good bit of the game. Um, still had fatherly duties to perform, but, uh, what I did see in this four to three victory, um, you know, in the first, the caps, they got two power plays. Uh, the second one was at the end of the period. So it carried over on both of them. They didn't do Dick with it. Um, the power play ended up over three. So great. Um, Mantha did get a few pucks on net on the power play, a few good looks. He was, um, it looked like he was in the koozie spot for the second, the second unit. And, um, you know, it looks like he's playing with some confidence. So that's good. It looks good. Um, not on the power play, but Ovi was coming down on the right and just had an absolute snipe that hit the left post. I mean, far side from basically the hash, like the outside hash marks. Um, oh, and I guess it was more the top of the circle, but he was closer to the boards than he was the middle of the ice. 
would have been a classic, classic OV goal. I mean, come the fuck on. Uh, right. That's just when, when he's not getting goals, that's, that's hard to see. <laughs> no doubt. But we left the end of the first, nothing, nothing cap started on the power play. And then a couple minutes after the power play ended, Johnny hockey scores. Um, Craig Lachlan was saying that's his first goal against a goalie this year. Cause he's got an empty <laughs> netter, but uh, it was a pretty nice, pretty nice play from the point. Then about a minute and a half later, we had a young fella connection, LaPierre Proto, uh, Proto, Protoss, and then Milano ties the he ties the game. Um, it was Milano's third of the season. Eight minutes later, Protoss snipes his second of the season. Uh, Hendricks was in on that one. That was real nice, top shelf. Um, Beautiful, beautiful goal by Protoss. Yeah. Uh, the building was still celebrating this goal when Strom, digging deep for the puck, find it, find it. Uh, wow, words. <clears throat> finds Ovi wide open. I mean, he couldn't be more open in any other situation. I mean, I think. I think everybody for the Jackets was below the blue line or below the goal line or like on the far side of the boards and Obi's not going to miss from there. So right. he grabbed his fifth of the season. It was three to one at the end of two. Um, Provorov got one for Columbus in the third early, but then six minutes later, Milano finds LaPierre streaking up the middle and he nets his first of the season on a very sexy backhand. Um, I mean, it was not a great vision and then great speed and finish by LaPierre. It was uh, it was a beautiful play. Chef's kiss. Yeah. And then in the final five minutes, Dan Forth scored again for or scored for Columbus four to three. But it was too little too late as Lindgren and the trio of LaPierre, Protoss and Milano led the Caps to victory. Um, you know, a couple takeaways. The PK was perfect. The power play was over. Also perfect. Uh, and then, yeah, also perfect. Uh, you know, LaPierre, what a game. One goal, two assists, plus two, all in only 10 minutes and 12 seconds on the ice. One block in 63% in the dot. Prot Protus with one goal, two assists, also plus two, only on 9-10 on the ice. And Milano, one goal, one assist, plus two, with 12 minutes and 11 seconds on the ice. I think this is the kind of depth that leads teams to success. Um, when the third line puts up three goals, you know, what's that combined, uh, combined eight points between the three of them. Um, it was just, it was great. That's, that's the kind of stuff that playoff teams do. You know, they have yeah. their, their third and fourth line putting up big numbers and, you know, Ovi scored, and Strom got an assist, um, and there were some assists sprinkled in around the team, but the majority of that offense came from the third line. I mean, I think that's huge. Absolutely, dude. And you look at, like, these three players, right? I mean, LaPierre, he's, he, you know, all, all of them should have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. I think the Washington Capitals have had to find a lot of value in the draft the past 10 years, and they've done exceedingly well since Brian McCollum's been in. You know, LaPierre, he fell in their draft in draft stock when when he was drafted protus seemingly came out of nowhere 
um, has been, you know, been in the AHL and kind of uh, toiling away and gets his shot and his consistency in play and his two-way plays has got him in. Milano was not even on contract. We, you know, we gave him a professional tryout and signed him uh, last year. So, like, you're looking at guys who have basically been ate up and shit out in cer- certain cases and then just thriving here in the uh, with the Caps now. I hope that, obviously, they can consistently do this. I mean, you know, they won us the game tonight uh, or that night, but, you know, I'd, I'd love to see them continually do that. You know, I'm not saying world-beating numbers here, but we talk all the time about how the third line is, like, the hardest place to be in uh, in a forward core in the NHL, and that's because, first of all, they're looked at to never get scored on, right? But they also... That's where you can find your mismatches, and we obviously found one here tonight. And the third line, uh, not only are they leaned on to not never get scored on, they also have to contribute uh, offensively with the with the play. So, uh, you know, I think Sonny Milano is, is is also going to have a career best year. I think him and Strom are the two players that are really going to be bright spots on this roster. Um, and then loving to love to see this the the young guys pitch in. And I've been a Protoss fan forever, so I'm I'm super happy to see him working out as well. Yeah, and I was really excited for this because I don't know if you remember, but um, I think I said when Lapierre and McMichael were drafted, uh, I saw more potential in Lapierre. I, I've, you know, because I think they were the same draft. Yeah, and. Uh, between not that I was ever rooting against McMichael, but I, I guess I always saw more upside in Lapierre. So it's uh, it's a, it's a little vindicating for me. Is that the right yeah. word? Vind- yeah. Yeah. To see Lapierre, you know, get his, you know, get some time up there and have a really good game. But I mean, it's just good to see all the young guys contributing. You know, putting it right back in our faces. Not that we were ever against the young guys, but we were less pro young player than the rest of the bird app is. Right. We were critical Um, of their performance and I think rightfully so, but yeah, but it's, I mean, it's good to see them after the time that they've spent developing in the AHL, like we said, they should have been, Yeah, they're up here competing and contributing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, the caps have, some jockeying to do with the roster. And I think LaPierre will eventually get sent back down, but uh, they're going to need to figure out some, some cap space issues and, and guy trying to expose guys uh, the least. And, you know, LaPierre is on a two way, so he can go back up and down without hitting the waiver wire. Yeah. Um, but, you know, guys like Abe Kubel, you know, that's going to be a fourth line guy. You know, I think that he's going to be up here for a while. So the caps do have to do a couple things, but, um, you know, I think that they're going to have to look at who's they're going to have to expose at least one player, I think. And I think that they're just going to have to like risk it with, uh, maybe like Lucas Johansson or something. But part of that reason is because Joel Edmondson made his return. And how did he do? Well, I'll tell you, I, so I looked up his stats and pretty good, pretty good first game, 21, 42 on the ice. That's 21 minutes and 42 seconds in case that wasn't clear. Um, he was a plus one. He had two blocks put in 25 shifts. I, that's stat line. That's, that's a good game, you know, yeah. especially your first game back. Um, 
I wish I would have done a better job of paying attention to him on the ice, but, uh, you know, obviously he wasn't a liability. Right. And that's kind of what we're looking for. He was there to be a stay at home guy and to bang. So hopefully the caps physicality we see increase with Edmondson. Um, but dude, I mean the, the 21 42 on ice at first game back coaches and him must think he's ready. So, I would I would think that he's probably going to get those veteran minutes uh, and and take the load a little bit off Carlson. Yeah, and what I think you said you thought he'd be the second pair, right? And, um, <clears throat> I mean, I think that's that's pretty solid second pair minutes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So good stuff there. Um, we'll see if he's going to be hated or not, but uh, you know, we'll, he's got a couple more games to figure it out. So. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And again, this is why we said 20 games. We're coming up on the 20-game thing, and, and obviously I'm happy that we're banking these points, but I still am not taking this team seriously until game 20. Um, and then hopefully, I just hope that this performance exceeds the first 20 games. Let's just say that. So is is 20 um... – is game 20 included in the probationary period? So is it yes. game 21 when you actually take them serious? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they must. So have... game 21, if they lose five, nothing, then you're, you're ready to panic. Right. That if, exactly. If they lose, well, I mean, no, but that's when, that's when my <laughs> sample size will start. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. okay, you know, maybe this is the real team. If they get blown out five to one or whatever. Yeah. So last week, uh, Ovechkin scored one goal. I said he was going to score two. You said he was going to score three. I'm more right. You're closer. We'll say that. (laughs) You're less wrong. Well, something that you did hit right on the head, it was that the 2-0 record, Caps were undefeated this week. I had them one and one. I thought they were going to biff one in Vegas uh, against Vegas, but they did not. Instead, they shoved that right up my hoop and absolutely destroyed Vegas. And then uh, you had them. You just had faith the whole time. So, you know, good for you. You win this week. Yeah, buddy. I I was optimistic, and they made me look good. Well, I've been sandbagging the whole time. Like I've been very negative mm-hmm. in my in my assessment. So. This week, I'm going to take it seriously. We have on the 22nd, Buffalo, and on the 24th, Edmonton. I think we're going to go one and one. I think Buffalo beats us. Buffalo's fucking good, man, and we haven't been able to solve them for a while. Like, I went up to Buffalo last season to uh, to watch a game. By the way, Buffalo's actually a pretty sick city. I would, uh, you know, obviously the Buffalo Wings and everything else, um, but... Buffalo reminds me of like a nicer Pittsburgh. <laughs> I've done tournaments there in youth hockey. It, it's a, you know, I haven't been there as an adult, but it was a fun place to go play hockey and hang around town. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think Ovi's so, going to have two goals. I think we're, we're aligned on this one this week, right? How many do you think he's going to have? Yeah, I think he'll score two goals. Um, and I think the record's going to go one Oh and one. I, I could see us losing to Buffalo, but I think if Buffalo's the loss, it's going to OT. Ooh, wow. And then we're probably going to get scored on in the first shift. <laughs> Super, yeah. 
Right. Super granular in his in his assessment. Good stuff. All right, yeah. Capstans. Uh, oh. Well, ahead. and uh, well, I'll be at the twenty fourth. The game on the twenty fourth. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're there, tweet at me. I'll say yeah. hi. Absolutely. Uh, and we we do have a comment from Caps Chirp Super Fan. Uh, oh, Elizabeth Henry. <laughs> I never heard of her. Commenting on uh, my background. You know, she was wondering where I was and then realized it's a pick. It is actually a picture of me in college hockey, head up, <laughs> looking down the ice, looking to dish the breakout pass. So, and ultimately it was a turnover. Watching... A turnover, a cheeseburger right in the middle of the ice given to the other yeah, team. Yeah, I, pro- I probably passed it through the slot. It got picked off and <laughs> led to a 2 on 0 And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the the glory days for sure. Um, yeah. All right. Was that it, Paul? You got anything else? Um, no. Let's go, Caps. Let's go. Great week. Let's hope we have another good week in store. Um, Thursday, we'll be talking about the hockey troll hip check. Will be coaches challenges and getting goals called back, which the Washington Capitals are the worst in the league in this category. Um. And, Paulie, what's snack time going to be? Fat shaming in hockey. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just keep it at that and, and pique people's interests. All right. Fat shaming in hockey and the hockey troll hip check is going to be Coach's Challenge. Um, let's uh, see you then on Thursday. We're going to get out of here until Thursday. Hockey troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Polly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.